Um, Holy Ghost, thank you. Thank you for anointing the offering and announcements at the end. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for um, speaking to all of us. And I just, we just welcome you, Holy Spirit. Can we just, just, just start to talk to the Holy Ghost? Can we just start by doing that? That'd be good. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you. Nothing, we can't do anything without you, Holy Spirit. You're the one that destroys the yoke of bondage. You're the one that opens our eyes. Holy Spirit, we worship you. You're the boss, you are our God, you are the revelator. You lead us into all truth, you are our comforter. Holy Spirit, we thank you, we love you. Thank you, Lord. And Lord, we'll never lie to you about our offerings, in Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Don't just say, just give, all right? So offering later, that's fine. And I will do it, there's a whole bunch of uh, announcements that we'll do after communion. Oh, it might be a bit of a drinking sort of a day. You never know, you never know. We've been talking about ascension and uh, obviously we're gonna take territory in the spirit today because I'm wearing my Century 21 jacket. And so, Daryl reminded me of that. Whenever I put this on, you know, uh, we, we, we take territory. And so, exactly, we're gonna have an open inspection to the glory, okay. So, so. <laughs> Yes, yes, Holy Ghost. So I, we, we've been talking about ascension and ascension is all through scripture. Um, and you know, even it says that uh, if we set our, Psalm 91, if we set our love upon him, he'll set us on high. And there is no high like the most high. And, and then we have also as well, our beloved comes skipping on the tops of the mountains and says, come away with me. Uh, uh, John says, behold, I saw a door standing open in heaven and I heard, uh, come up here and I must show you the things that must shortly take place. And whether we like it or not, admit it or not, practice it or not, you're in at least two places at once. You're physically here, but actually you're seated in heavenly places. And we need to dial into what God says is true. Uh, God says we're blessed. God says we're whole. God says we're complete. God says that we are uh, uh, more than overcomers. God says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. God says greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. And so we have to dial into heavenly realities to manifest heaven. And so uh, um, that's what ascension is all about. It's actually coming into alignment, bless you, uh, coming into alignment with what already is. And that's the amazing part of, you know, when we were at, at the end there, it says actually, uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, Ephesians, we're not gonna put this up. Ephesians 4, 9 and 10. Now this he ascended, what does it mean? But that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is also the one who ascended far above all things that he might fill all things. So what you have, and this is why we need the, 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 the Holy Spirit so much, is that when Jesus ascended, he united heaven and earth. It's already happened. But when the church doesn't know or believe, it's like it hasn't happened. Heaven and earth have been united. He's filled all things. So just like Elisha said, he said, open their eyes, open his eyes, Lord, because he says, those who are with us are more than those who are against us. And there's something about that awareness 
is that that's why God's moving so powerfully in our church is because people lay a hold of that, the, the, those invisible realms and they're not to disassociate and abdicate responsibility there so we can live an ascended reality and actually live from heaven to earth while still loving, serving and seeing the earth restored. So what I wanna start with is in regards to uh, what the Bible talks about of signs of growing, signs of developing, signs of ascending. Because um, if we don't do it right, this has got the potential to be very, very boring. Very, very boring, very static, very, very beige, like a, like a you know, as interesting as a, a car part full of beige Toyota Corollas, okay? <coughs> so, well, I've got a beige jacket on, so, you know, I'm just, that's, I'm trying not to embody all of it. Uh, my shoes make up for it. So basically, <coughs> yeah, they have volume control on the back. So, um, so, so just signs, just signs of, of what it is to be growing, to be ascending, because, because ascension means up, but that says the kingdom of heaven is within, so there's, there's, there's a going up and there's a going in as well, all right? So let's just start with a fundamental uh, a scripture. I love it, it says, uh, um, starry, starry night. Oh, here we go. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the dunamis of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. And so that, that faith to faith is actually an ascended reality. We're meant to grow in our faith. And I know that I don't, I'm not sure, sometimes I get confused of myself whether I really got incredible hunger to grow or I just hate being in the same place all the time. Because I wanna go from faith to faith. That's just what it's like. I, 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 I um, One of the things that uh, growing up, is that uh, every Sunday, um, I wasn't uh, uh, born in the house of God, uh, um, but my, my father and I would go for walks up in the Adelaide Hills, uh, whether it was the Hyson Trail or uh, 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 you know, Horsnell Gully or all through there. And it was just that sense of like, uh, uh, you know, what's around the corner, you know? And then I'd go, for, when I got older, I'd go for walks with people who, uh, um, like, can we go home now? So let's just go around and just see what the next bit is. And then you go, oh, oh, but there might be something better around the next corner. And that's what I'm like. That's what I'm like in life. Is that I just like, I, I'm sort of like, and it's not FOMO, uh, fear of missing out. It's just sort of like, I'm intrigued. I can't stay in the same place. And so that lends itself to, Lord, I need to go from faith to faith. I need to ascend. I need to develop more muscle. It's like uh, uh, we, have a, we all have a saving faith. It says that everyone has a measure of faith and you have to exercise it. When people go, oh, I don't have faith, that's wrong. God says you do. And everything is use it or lose it, okay? So we actually have to know what it is to actually lay a hold, the just shall live by faith, and, we, and it's from faith to faith. If we can put up the next scripture, please. <coughs> Similar principle, but now we're going more into the supernatural. Now the Lord is the Spirit. Oh my gosh. Just that. Now the Lord is the Spirit. God is here by His Spirit. Um, I, I can't remember, uh, I think there's a ministry, David Hernandez, I think. Um, anyway, he, he, he said, the Holy Spirit is Jesus without limits. See, Jesus said it is to, to, to 
your benefit that I go because I'll send you another allos, which means exactly the same type, exactly the same kind. So Jesus can manifest to every single person on the earth at the same time. This is, this is why it was to, to, to our benefit, to the disciples' benefit, that he went to the Father. And it says, now the Lord is the Spirit. When you honour the Holy Spirit, you're honouring Jesus. When you honour Jesus, you honour the Father. And sometimes God will freak you out with all three at once. <laughs> you know, I, I, I've never, I, I still to this day, I still to this day haven't heard a, 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 an adequate definition of the Trinity, even though I do believe in the Trinity. But it's very hard to sort of like, you know, you got water, you got steam, you got ice, you got, you know, we, nice. Or you got, you got same person, past, present, future. But right now, the God on the earth is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Now the Lord is the Spirit. And, 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 and he, he speaks to us all the time. And we can choose to ignore and quench and grieve. But then we wonder why, hey, how come I'm not going from faith to faith, you know? It says, now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom or liberty. That's what we want. We want, you know, where there is, you know, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is procedure. It's not. I feel a mighty move of administration coming through my bones. You know, like, that's not what it says. It says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. <laughs> but we all... <laughs> with unveiled faces, <laughs> let's hope so. <laughs> Couldn't say that during COVID, could you? All right, beholding. Okay, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord <laughs> are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. And one of the signs, I believe, of ascension, because what we have is physically we're here. But in the spirit, it says clearly, Hebrews 12, 22, and it says, but you have come to Mount Zion, the heavenly Jerusalem. Then it says very clearly, who may ascend his holy hill? And in Psalm 24, he has clean hands, pure heart, hasn't sworn deceitfully lifted up their heart to an idol. And there is a, almost a pilgrimage of ascension, which is exciting. And we, we talked about gravity, gravitational pull. We talked about where we set our affection, how we're hardwired with our neurotransmitters. If we were to, if we were to be reductionist and break it down, deconstruct things to, uh, to pure biology, you've got your dopamine, your endorphins, you've got uh, uh, all sorts of different things, uh, um, oxytocin, etc. But it's when we start to set our affection on things above, it says our life is hidden in Christ, then we start to lay a hold of the, the fact that in Christ we're already ascended. And this is not some cute 21st century, 21st century uh, sort of you know, sleight of hand theology, is that the Lord says we are already seated in heavenly places. But one of the things is this, is it goes, what does that look like? Honestly? honestly, is I believe that one of the signs of ascension or growing is that we grow in the anointing. We grow in the anointing. And, and, and I think the next few weeks, we're going to start to focus on that. I, I tell you what, like, it, it, I, I really, like, it's so surreal that I do what I do. 
It just wasn't how I was raised. It wasn't, it's not my default. I couldn't do what I do unless God anointed me to do it. And, and uh, you know, like, uh, 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 when Rachel and I first got married, and obviously, you know, when you marry a pastor, you're expected to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> and with all that, all the goodies of whatever, and so the, the senior pastor said to Rachel, we'll get you up and share. And my wife's very gracious response was, I don't do speaking. <laughs> I don't do speaking. And just, it was just, just there was no negotiation. <laughs> I, I don't do speaking. No more than I do powerlifting. No more than I do spray painting uh, uh, restored cars. I don't do speaking. And what's happened is that over time, as, 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 as Rachel's engaged with the Spirit of the Lord, her desire to share revelation is stronger than that I don't do speaking. Okay? Because for me, I, I think about public speaking and I'll tell you what, I would like, I could feel that heat come to my face. When I was, maybe it happens a bit sometimes now, uh, 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 but, but I used to have the most insane red cheeks. And, and sometimes people go, hey Todd, your red lights are on. <laughs> I used to hate it. But we're not talking like, like a little bit of rosy red, we're talking like a couple of birthmarks slapped either side of your chops. With like, like you knew it was white and then it'd go just pure like scarlet like this. And it'd be, you know, your turn to speak. <laughs> and isn't it terrible when you hear someone speaking and you can hear how dry their mouth is? It's sort of like, anyway, <laughs> I, uh, today I'm gonna speak about hellfire, chipmunk style, no. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got them. <laughs> and then sort of like sweaty palms. Like, 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 like the, 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 the thought of speaking would just terrify me. And when I, when I, was, at, when I was at Bible college, because I was sort of like, God dragged me into this a bit, you know? And, and, and I went in Bible college and the whole first year I was there, I didn't put my hand up once to ask a question because I had to speak in front of the class all year. And they had a preaching roster and the, 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 so that, you know, to do it alphabetically. Um, and, and, and so they did, they did, they did, they did. So the first week it was Pastor Bill Hilbig, Charles Manley Breen and a few others. And then, then they had all the second years speak first and it was, you know, A through to Z, all that sort of stuff, cool. And then other people and some first years preached uh, um, and, you know, and I, I, not once did I preach, um, which, was, which was an amazing spirit of deliverance over my life. Next year, we had that first week and it's like brilliant. Um, uh, you know, I'm gonna probably speak three months into it because of alphabetical and they said, okay, so what we're gonna do this year, we're gonna start from Z and work our way backwards to A. My name's Weatherly, okay. So, so when, I, when I was due to speak, now, who's ever worked, who's ever done shift work? When you do shift work, especially the night shift, you don't think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday anymore, you think hours. You go, I've got, I've got nine hours, 25 minutes and 32 seconds to get an adequate sleep, clean the house and go to my next shift. Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I did that with preaching. I counted down the hours and, and, and it didn't get any better. And literally I went up there and I just read off of, I just read it, like typed it out like, like 
and literally the pulpit held me up. And, and, and so what, would, what had to happen is over time, I had to lean into the Spirit of God and it wasn't a case of you get, like you get when I, I went to, when I was at university, there was a quotient called public speaking. And I literally, I knew I was on next week and I never went back to that class. I didn't, I didn't, right? And they'd say stupid things like, you know, just uh, pretend everyone's sitting on the toilet. I'm like, I, I will not, you know, like, you know, like just, just put them down so you won't be embarrassed. So I'm already embarrassed thinking about it. They were really, really stupid things like that. And so what happened is that something started to happen on the inside where I got so consumed with God's word or the truth, I was more compelled to share it than I cared about how I felt about being fearful and nervous. But in that process, there was an anointing. And it says we go from faith to faith, glory to glory. There has to be a reality of growth. If you're not growing, there's a problem. In the very, very technical term, you're retarded. You're applying that in a social sense. If I'm playing Australian rules football and someone tackles me and I don't have the ball, they're retarding me. It means to slow down. We actually have to expect growth and increase. This is how the kingdom works. It's not static. We've never had members, membership in, in our church because you can be a member and turn up three times a year and that doesn't mean anything. I've learned that that you can have an amazing season, but it doesn't guarantee the next season afterwards. We actually have to be so hungry to grow, to develop and actualize in Jesus Christ, in the Holy Ghost. There has to be a hunger and a desire. So I've, I found myself in that place of growing in the realm of the Spirit, but we're talking specifically as ascension, there's got to be some supernatural evidence, right? Supernatural evidence of growing and uh, let's put uh, uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, if we can, please. It says, now, the, uh, here we go, sorry, right, but did you, we'll go back. You know what? No, no, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, please, sorry. Here we go. For all the promises of God, wow, this is, you'll know the truth and the truth will set you free. Whoever the sun sets free is free indeed. Think about how many promises God has made, Okay. For all the promises of God in Jesus are yes. All of them. All of them. And in Jesus, amen to the glory of God through us. Then it says here. Now, these are connected. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God. Who has also sealed us and given us the spirit in our hearts as a guarantee or a down payment. So there's something about God anoints us to actually lay a hold of His promises. He seals us. There's meant to be continual movement in Him, through Him, for Him, unto Him. And one of the best demonstrations to the external world is the anointing, is the increase of the anointing in our life. Now, sometimes we might be aware of it, sometimes we might not be, but to at least preach on it and give it language, which we will the next few weeks, is that we can expect to, especially if we hunger for it 
and lay a hold of it, that we can expect the anointing of God to increase over our life. Can someone say amen? The anointing is outside of the anointing, there ain't much happening. There isn't. I go, oh my gosh, I, I, I just couldn't do any of anything without the Holy Spirit, I couldn't. You know, it's quite easy for, to be very, very diligent um, and earnest and God's grace, he's, He anoints you without you necessarily having the language for it. But when God's grace lifts off you to do a task and you're doing it in your own strength, you know it. You know it. There was, there was one of the judgments of the Old Testament is people try to get into the ministry. And God said, you know what? I didn't call you into the ministry. I didn't appoint you into the ministry. And part of what you'll go through is that you will do the ministry, but with no anointing of the Spirit. Can you imagine that? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's Mufasa. All right, forget about it. Okay, okay. So it's growing in the anointing. So, okay, definition. To be anointed is to be set apart, empowered or protected. The anointing, it protects you. The anointing protects you. There's, there is a lot of devils out there. <laughs> there's a ton. There's so many devils out there. Right? But if, if you're in the anointing, you don't have to, you know, Adam named all the animals. Your calling is not to name all the devils. <laughs> There's more demons than, we, than, we, than we're probably aware of, but the anointing protects you. You can get just totally into God, right? <laughs> demons are the ugliest things I have ever seen, right? from familiar spirits to, you know. Uh, uh, um, but it says, it, but, but the, the definition of the anointing is to be set apart, empowered, or protected. And the intent of the anointing is to set a person apart, uh, set apart a person, a place, or a thing for divine use. It is meant to empower people to accomplish God's work. So in other words, you go set apart, what do you mean by that? We are set apart from a fallen world while still in the world to love and impact the fallen world from a heavenly world. So we are set apart from a fallen world while still physically in the world so we can love and impact the fallen world from a heavenly world. Part of the anointing is to be set apart. And when we're like trying to be, I mean, there's a fine line. There's a fine line. Jesus sat down and he, uh, uh, that they, that the religious people complained that he sat down. He liked he, he, a glutton and a wine bibber, they called him, right? And he'd sit down with uh, 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 tax collectors. And can you, can you imagine how offensive it would be if, if this, the, this the guy came to your place, you know, sort of like, you know, how you going? I know, I've noticed that uh, uh, your flocks have really done really well and I'm here to collect tax. And all of a sudden it's like, um, you know, and if, and, and I've noticed not just as well, but you've been, uh, uh, um, you've been growing some mint and certain things in your garden, but you haven't been declaring it. So if you can throw us a couple of extra sheep, I'll turn a blind eye and I have power to make your life miserable. And so you've been, there's an, you know, fancy government operating in extortion, fancy that. Anyway, 
And so all of a sudden you're going, man, this guy fleeced me, no pun intended. And you're like, you know what, got ripped off. Next to me, you see Jesus having dinner with him. <laughs> you would be offended, <laughs> you know? And so, so, so Jesus actually sat down tax collectors and, and all, 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 all types. But what happened, he was always anointed and set apart. He was always anointed and set apart. There's one thing to, that you've got to, you've got to say, well, you, you know, most people, have, they, they, you've got the workplace, you know, and you're sort of like, you can't just go, well, I, I, um, you know, I'm only gonna work somewhere that's all Christians. I mean, that's probably one of the worst work environments. Anyway, so, <laughs> serious. Because <laughs> if, you know, they're a pain in the rump, it's a God, God, God told me. Anyway, so, <laughs> so anyway, Jesus was still set apart. He was still set apart. And he was actually not of this world. He, he, he said it many times, but he reached out. It was, it, was, it was love. But there's a fine line where what happens is that people start to, to cross over. They're not set apart. They're of this world and they're consumed with the things of this world. When you're consumed with the things of this world, you cannot minister to the world. You just can't. Now, you can have great general knowledge and be a great guy and share the gospel and people over a beer go, mm, that's really good, man. Yep, thanks. But unless it's anointed, nothing is happening. Unless the anointing is flowing through association, words, prophesying, it's just friend to friend. We, 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 nothing can happen of any redemptive value if it's not through the Holy Ghost. Can someone say amen? So you're set apart from another world, but to not uh, abdicate the opportunities, the responsibility, the calling and the mandate, but we are anointed and set apart for the master's use, that he can use us. And so within that, there's protection, massive protection, is that God makes a way for his anointed, so get anointed. I think that, that uh, um, there's the occasional, occasional person in this church who's single, right? Tongue in cheek. Anyway, and I'll, so it's good to look good, you know, get your weight under control with your build, your figure, what you wear. But I'm just telling you right now, uh, wash, yes, washing's good. Washing's a very good thing. People go, oh, what is that? It ain't the anointing. All right, so. <laughs> I can smell oil. All right, so, so basically, is that the, mo the most amazing, if you're, if you're a single person, get anointed. People are attracted to the anointing. They're, they're, they're attracted to the anointing. That's what, that's what happens. It, like, like people like, uh, this, it's really interesting because, and, I mean, like, look, let's just, I'm gonna just, Life is not fair. It's not fair. But neither is grace. Grace ain't fair. We get things we don't deserve. We get what we believe. So, so you want to be attractive? Hang out with the Holy Spirit. Be anointed. Do you know one, an, an attractive quality is confidence. Not, not, not arrogance, not narcissism. It's confidence, like, like godly confidence. It's attractive. 
You know, even in Jesus' humility, he was confident. Again, as I was saying last week when I was drunk out of my mind, or was it the week before? Probably the week before. Anyway, too long between drinks. Anyway, so, so, so it wasn't like Jesus was sort of like, you know, giving it his best, and then he went into the green room with the disciples and said, I'm not sure if I'm cut out for this, you know. And so, yeah, okay, you're the son of God, you know, we're reminding you, you know, like... You're the lamb that was slain before, the, um, you know, Emmanuel. God, get out there. And, you know, and so. And <laughs> it's, get anointed. It's confidence. And it's like, you're just, you're just like. And so what happens is people, people are attracted to it, especially when you're looking for a, a life partner or a spouse. Something about the anointing. See, see, it's not just sort of like, oh, that's fine because we're talking, I mean, I will give some examples of preaching in some different ministry modes. But when you're anointed, do you know what happens? Is that there's a type where, you know, you've got um, Abraham and Isaac and Isaac wasn't 16 when he got married. He was like more like 30, 40. So what happened as a type of the Holy Spirit, Abraham sent his servant to find Isaac's spouse, Rebecca. When you're anointed, God goes out and he does the matching up. He's the one that does it. You know? And I'm so saying, oh, we weren't in the Lord when we, we you know, we, we, got, we got, God's sovereign, he can do that without you realising it. So there's something about that, 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 that the anointing actually makes a way. It makes a way. So it's probably one of the most desire, desirable things to understand and walk in in life. You know, it's like there's some, look, we, we have here, our church, we have really good worship, we've got good preaching, we've got, good, we've got a lot of good things, but, but people aren't gonna be driving from flipping the country to hear that. It's the anointing that people are attracted to. It's the realm of the Spirit. Even if you can't give it language, it's the anointing, and we know that. We know that the worship carries an anointing. People are looking for God and the most manifest example of that is the anointing on your life. People who, like I said, when we, we, at one stage we had, when we had our church in Golden Grove, people were driving from Mildura. They, they, you know, you can actually live a virtual world and not leave your home. And so you go, yeah, good teaching that. But when there's an anointing, you wanna get in under it. That's the difference. And so, so, so we understand that. That's why this is, this is the Lord's chair. This is His church. He did it. Unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. We're not gonna labor in vain. We can completely worship, glorify, defer to Him, honor Him. He does it. He's the miracle working God. And so that anointing isn't just for ministry, but we have to grow in it. I was, unfortunately, a, a, an amazing talent I had um, before I was in the ministry, like a real, like I really gave it my best shot, was to avoid the ministry. I really did. I really did. And, but you know what, before I was in the ministry, I was seeking the anointing. I was seeking the anointing. I need the Holy Spirit. I need, I need to know him. I need to, you know, because when he's in your life and, and, and he mantles you and moves in you and through you, he makes things easy. 
He makes things fun. We need fun. We need fun. So many of God's children need to discover fun. Okay? Cheer up, Charlie. It's too much of that. There is so much heaviness in society. Can you imagine people seeing church or people of faith happy, having fun? They're going, uh, how do you do it? How do you do it? What's going on? There's so many, so much oppression going on. And it actually says about Jesus, he was anointed with the oil of joy more than his companions. This is joy. You know, people want to be around. I mean, they, they, you know, there can be a fine line between joy and sort of slightly maniacal, unhinged, you know, fine line. But sometimes you go so deep in joy and the drinking of joy, the hinges do come off the door. You know what I'm saying? I've, like, honestly, in my life, I reckon, I reckon I've nearly died laughing a few times. The problem, now I actually have like a, you know, sort of, you know, in a car, you've got a bottleneck, right? You've got a, and really it comes down to your exhaust. Okay, and my exhaust, I start going to this coughing fit after I laugh, you know. A lot of guys, they get a certain age and you know a good belly laugh is followed by a quality coughing. <laughs> it's true, it's true. Yeah, <laughs> you know, my kids know it's coming. When I'm about, I, have, I have a full laugh of it and then I'm like, just wait for the cough. All right, good, yep. So you gotta be in the oil of joy, okay. It's just too much. Ah. You, can, you can be, see, when you're set apart, you can have everything happening around you negatively and you are set apart. You're actually, you're, you're firmly planted in heavenly places. You need that anointing. So there's that, there's that growing in the anointing and, and that, that, that ascension reality. You know, so, so I knew I was anointed to pray, called to preach. I was consumed with it. It just like from, there you go, just case in point. There was, there was, um, I, was I, I was more aware I was called to preach than I was aware I was saved. It just, it, it, I, was, I, was, I was obsessed. And it's like the concept of preaching actually, I'm going, okay, yeah, cool. The concept of preaching, nice, yeah, we can do that. But what happened is that I would read about Smith Wigglesworth and all these people. Yeah, and then any week, close to a mic, it's almost like I had an allergy, you know? And I just sort of like, it was, it was so terrifying, but I knew God had anointed me. So I said, Holy Spirit, I need your grace. I need help. And over years, you know, I remember that one of the first crusades I ever did. So this is faith to faith, glory to glory, faith to faith, glory to glory. And I'm leaning into my scroll, leaning into my calling, leaning into my mandate. I'm in India, been to India a few times. And... Um, India is one of the most, who's been to India before? It is one of the most colorful places on the earth. Like spectacular from the saris to the, you know, it's sort of like, huh. India's very polluted, but boy, does it make for great sunsets. <laughs> it's true, so the prism effect, you're going, this is crazy. This is like an like a impressionist sort of like masterpiece, rich colors, it's, it's, it's crazy colors. So I'm preaching, and they've got the crusade in a village. Now, when you say village, so you go like, like, we talk about the village of Balaclava, the village of Munta, you know, barely a thousand or 2,000. Over in India, in a village, 
right? You're probably talking a lazy village of 100, 100 grand. We're talking like, we're talking over a billion people. You know when you're, we're driving in Australia and it's sort of like, Nothing, 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 tree, nothing, 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 sign, nothing, 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 tree, nothing, nothing. Oh, we're entering somewhere, slow down. All right. In India, you never not see people walking on the side of the road. Can you imagine driving up to Munta? You'd want to drive, you want a triple decker bus because you'd be tempted to pick up all these hitchhikers, all right? Constant line. And some parts of India, I was preaching sometimes a sugar cane in the background and they hear this, I'm like, what's that? Just a tiger. And I'm like, I'll stay up here. And so, so we're at the top of the, we're in the street, right? And I was at the, like, so, 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 so I was at the, where it was like, there's not awesome planning. It was like, I was in a Y junction and I was at the top of the Y. So I could, I'm preaching to a crowd down here and I'm preaching to a crowd down there. I needed a Marty Feldman anointing, okay? Seriously, I'm, <laughs> I'm sort of like, and the Lord. <laughs> it was like umpiring a tennis match. And so, so, so I'm like preaching like crazy. And then all of a sudden, like there would have been, I reckon maybe a thousand people and I would have been 23, no. Maybe, maybe 22, 23, about a thousand people. And I'm going for it. What happened is it's like this. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> total blackout. So you got all these people. And then I had to yell the preaching and the interpreter had to yell the interpretation. And like, I, I had a level of anointing happening in my life. I really sought the Lord. And then blackout. And then we had to give an altar call, but people couldn't hear it. And it was like, oh man, I tell you, because it was one of my first crusades, I was, you know, like it, 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 it takes maturity to handle disappointment. I, I do not think sulking is one of the gifts of the Spirit. You know when people sulk? You're going, inner child. Mature people don't sulk. Sulking's not. Now we talked about confidence is attractive. We'll put sulking over here. Sulking. <laughs> so I was sort of like, <laughs> but sulking. All right. But you know, oh, if, if, you know, if only that didn't happen. Oh. Why did you let that happen, God? You know, like I was about 22, 23. <clears throat> so anyway, went to sleep, wrestled through my sulk, woke up the next day, and the poor pastor looked exhausted. exhausted. I'm thinking, wow, I reckon he had an epic night of sulking. And honestly, you know, in, um, uh, in India, you, when you get, come to Christ, you get to choose your own name. So this guy, honestly, his name was Pastor Emmanuel. And I ministered with a John Wesley. I've ministered with a Pastor Moses. They just, just, they just adopt all the, exactly. I know, literally, as God is my witness, in Philippines, I, I ministered with a Pastor Bong. I really did. 100%, 100% on the left-hand side. Anyway, so basically, so, so he comes, he's exhausted. I'm going, oh no, he's been sulking too. So how's, you, how's it going? He goes, he starts telling me 
The anointing was so strong in that meeting that he did not get any sleep. Hundreds of people crowded his house all night receiving Christ. Crowded the house receiving Christ. He, he, he was exhausted, but like, you know, he's exhausted, but just, he, could, you could see he was beaming. And they joined his church. Like they, they really, you know. And um, I remember then, so I had to grow into this because I didn't do it for you. I had a visitation. Um, uh, uh, oh gosh, a long time ago, 2012, I think. And so I had to make faith decisions to get back into crusades. And crusades is like, a lot of people wanna speak at churches where they get offerings. But when you do crusades, you get no offerings and it costs you tens of thousands of dollars, okay? It's almost like you gotta buy all of your friends. Anyway, so, so, so then, because so you, you have to be a bit of an entrepreneur to do crusades, you just have to. So what happened was I connected with a, a, a man of God called Jim Drown that we'd already had at our church. And Jim, incredible stories. And so then I knew that he had pretty much the who's who in the charismatic zoo who was uh, um, evangelist and then he was gonna have me. And I was a bit intimidated at the beginning. I'm like, you know what I did? I, I went up the block and for days I said, Holy Spirit, I really, I, I, I just, I put it all on him. I said, Holy Spirit, I can't do any miracles. I can't do anything. You're gonna have to show. And I spent hours every day hanging out with the Holy Spirit, hanging out with Him. And I'm just like, I need your help. And I, just, and I could feel some really amazing dynamic. But unless it happens in the anointing, see, even with historic things, it says it's not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Did you know that the Berlin Wall would not have come down unless it happened in the Spirit first? The collapse of the Soviet Union wouldn't have happened unless it happened in the Spirit first. The rubbish going on in the world right now will not be dismantled unless we do it in the Spirit first. That's why we need the anointing. So we enjoy ourselves while we're tearing down, throwing down, pulling down, destroyed and, and building, building and planning. See, see, God wants to anoint you with joy. It's one of the signs of ascension. And so we, we, this, 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 this is what is, so, so it's not sort of like, no one gets attracted to stoicism. You know, I owe, I owe, it's off to work, I go. You know, like serving your mortgage and all that sort of stuff. It's like, look, so I'm going, Holy Spirit, help me. And we were doing a crusade on the edge of the Amazon. It's called Mayambamba and Tarapoto. And I'm just Lord, like this. And so you, when you get off the plane from Lima, small flight to the edge of the Amazon, and then you're in bumpy rides for hours, and then you're in your hotel room, the crusade's on in three hours. No time to prep. <coughs> and I did all that weeks in advance. Get up there, thousands of people there. I'm going, <laughs> you like, <laughs> I mean, you think about it. Well, thousands of people in the Amazon. And you're almost like, <laughs> you're the person they have come to hear. I mean, that's sort of a bit like, you gotta, you gotta wear your big boy pants for that stuff. <laughs> it's true. You know, it's sort of like, oh, can't wait for the interpreter to really rock it. You know, like, like <coughs> do you have any words of knowledge? No. And then, <laughs> bit flat tonight, you really let me down. All right. So, <laughs> serious. And anyway, what happened was, I, we just saw such an explosion. See, I lent into the anointing. I lent into Him. I, I, I can't do this, Lord. It's okay to not be able to do things, 
But it's not about focusing on what you can't do. It's focusing on when I am weak, then I am strong. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not being awareness of your inadequacies. It's actually you and the Lord of one spirit. Those who join to the Lord of one spirit with Him, you lean into Him and He ends up doing it. He just needs your, your mouth. He needs your hands. He needs your feet. I lean into Him and, 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 and you know, the people were getting healed. And then Jim goes, okay, anyone here, anyone here deaf and needs hearing? And, and no one came because I couldn't hear, no. And so, uh, <laughs> We end up getting five people on stage because he gave this passionate appeal. And I'm standing back going, this is good. And then it's sort of like, they come up on stage like this on this side. And then he goes, here you go. <laughs> All I've been doing is, is waiting on God for weeks. Holy Spirit, you're the miracle worker, help me. And he started to show me things. And then four of the five, their ears opened instantly instantly, and there was no one more shocked than me. No. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, a, it's freaky when you do it. And then there's a woman that had uh, maybe weeks to live, and she felt fire come all through her body. She was like stage four, stage five, um, and she got tested the next day, completely like, we're talking zero cancer. But then there was the boy, I just said, right, I'm gonna pray over the, because the, the, the bit of the cloud started to appear in the spirit. And um, this, it, just to put, this, put your hand over part of the body that needs healing. There was a little short tubby kid. And basically he just said to mum, his mum, he goes, she goes, what do you want from the Lord to do for you? He goes, I, want, I don't want him to take the stomach away, I'm just too fat. And basically he, when he put his hand on his stomach, and when we prayed, the Holy Spirit actually super, he felt fire come through his body. He lost a quarter of his body weight instantly. Instantly. See, this is why we can't do anything without Him. We can't do anything without the anointing and we got to grow in the anointing. Can someone say amen? It's all Him. He's the healer. We just come into agreement. We become the human agency. And so I grew in that. And then I went, you know, then the one, you know, 10,000 people and so on. But the last one, biggest crowd, is I was in Haiti. And I was at, it, was a, it was a series of meetings. And basically, I was like, again, I was seeking the Lord. But because you have to grow in the anointing, it was, I've never seen praise like it. It wasn't worship, it was praise. And unfortunately, it was one of the videos I lost when uh, my phone got baptised in a Balinese swimming pool. Um, but I'm not kidding, so spectacular. These people dance, sing, jump, bananas. And the night I, I ministered was 35,000 people. It was so powerful, their praise, which set off such a chain reaction in the spirit, is the oldest, most famous and, and delinquent Mardi Gras in the world happens in Haiti, where you have floats, bloodletting, voodoo, all sorts of sexual weirdness, and it's well over 100 years old, and there was such a glory coming from us crusade grounds, chaos broke out and they canceled the Mardi Gras before the last night. <laughs> TBN was there to film it, TBN was there. And, and, um, and so, so but, but I'm just saying, like I said, just being upfront, is that I felt the anointing in my life, it, it was, it, well, I was getting speed wobbles because you need that anointing to speak to 35,000 people. That's like, 
that's getting to, that's coming up there with a, with a crows or a power game, you know? Like we're talking like, it's a lot of people. And so, so I had to, I found that was probably my limit where I was at because I felt it's sort of like, you know, you stretch bubble gum too far, you can see through it. And it was sort of like, I was on the verge of that, but I still had to do it in the anointing. There was still uh, cripple, uh, uh, cripples, all sorts of stuff getting healed. It was amazing, but I had to grow in that. And so one of the signs of ascension and maturity, faith to faith, glory to glory. Today, what I wanna do is, is, is that we, we, we're gonna have communion soon. I just wanna share a few more stories. But what we're going to do is we're going to have an anointing service in a couple of weeks time. Because I want us, because I want us to consecrate ourselves. We, I want us to make room. Some of us, God's speaking to us about fasting. But you, to be anointed is to be set apart from this world to that world for the master's use. And you're going, I've got so many things I've got to do. No, but what happens is the anointing that destroys the yoke. You, you, you go after the anointing and the anointing starts healing you, delivering you. He is God, he loves you, you're, you're the temple and he wants to fill it, hallelujah. And so, Holy Ghost, <laughs> yeah, look, I've, I, I would say, honestly, the best moments of my life is whatever the Holy Spirit has done in and through and around. The Holy Spirit, I love the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I could do any of this, but collectively, we need, to, we need to hunger and actually, you know, I've had hands laid on me by Rodney Howard Brown, Benny Hinn, uh, Patricia King, David Hogan, uh, like, like, like there is a hunger there, but God wants us not just to hunger, but to steward it wisely. So we see, we see a manifestation of the Lord in Adelaide and South Australia, Australia and the earth. That's what he wants. You know, I never forget when I was in Lakeland and I was eating in a place that you really need to say grace over your food. Now, Waffle House is one of those places. Who's ever eaten at Waffle House? Yeah, you, you, need, you need your stomach pumped after that, don't you? They, you go, you go, what? I remember one night, I'm like a, you know, you know a meal's so good when you have it twice because it repeats on you, right? And <coughs> we're talking, we're talking, it was like in my throat and I'm going, all I've had today is waffles. How benign can you get? I mean, it's a bit sugary, but waffles like this. I went back the next day and they, 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 they cook it with lard. A big old And so I was like. So you have to, if you, if you eat at Waffle House, you have to have a real anointing for grace, okay? Another place you need anointing for grace is a place called Denny's. Who's ever eaten at Denny's? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're with this guy and he eaten this thing called biscuits and gravy. <laughs> And I'm just like disassociating. <laughs> I'm in the deep south, so the only health food around is Subway, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm like, I'm sitting down and there's a crusade, there was, the, there was the outpouring in Lakeland. Now, what happens, you go, you go, like this, you go we're going to go see Benny Hinn tonight and you're sort of like, you know, just faith to receive and Rodney Howe Brown's coming, yeah, I feel excited, I even had a dream about it, yeah, and you're all ready. But I'm at Denny's. 
and I'm sitting down, all of a sudden, the glory starts to fall on me. I'm going, what the heck? Lord, you are omnipresent. Even if I'm in hell and make my bed there, you'll be there. <laughs> anyway, anyway, even if I'm in hell, you'll be there. So anyway, it's like, and I look up and I see all these interns that were Todd Bentley just walking. We're talking, they would have been saved a year or two. The anointing on their life blew my grid. I wasn't even looking for it. I'm like, so the angel of the Lord came. I'm like, what, what happened? You know, this is like we're about to get, you know, uh, taken into a heavenly encounter. And about, about, about half a dozen of his interns came in. They carried such a realm, my spirit picked up on it before I actually saw it. We're talking insane, insane. Um, I, we, we, you know, there's a number of things you can do in, 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 in spiritual disciplines. But firstly, it's hungering after the Holy Spirit. If there is, a, if, if we could put up a scripture from Isaiah, an, this will be the last scripture we do. I'm going to cut it short. And it shall come to pass in that day, and this is talking about the Syria, that this burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. We'll do an anointing service in a couple of weeks, but the anointing oil is a physical symbol and representation, right, of of what happens in the spirit to be anointed is to be smeared with oil. They used to, you, you, that what happened is that for sheep would get attacked by lice and fleas and flies and in the middle, imagine how hot it is. Can you imagine hanging out in the Middle Eastern desert, you're wearing a cashmere coat? That's what sheep are like, boiling. And they'd pour oil over them and the oil would protect them. It would cool them down, it would protect them. And the shepherd would anoint them with oil. And so we used to have, uh, Tuesday night, we used to have a service called the sheep dip. Legit. <laughs> Sometimes people didn't say it right. Anyway. <laughs> Once someone said it incorrectly while I was in a bank, I almost fell on the ground laughing. Stopped only by a coughing fit. Anyway, so. So, so um, yes. What happened is this. I believe the only thing you get to keep is what you give away. That's the only thing you keep. So we would have this, the, the, we'd have the sheep dip, right? And God would manifest, it was powerful. And then after a while, I noticed that because I am a big believer in territory and it says the, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach the good news you give away that anointing and you keep it but what happened is that people were just soaking and drinking and they weren't doing anything with it and I got a bit 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 like you know why am I busting my proverbial hump just so you can get some goosebumps I got, I got a bit of a bit of a bit of an attitude about it you know I, I hit the rock you know and I said, you know what? We're gonna, we're gonna scale back the sheep dip from every week to once every four weeks. Do you know what happened? Counseling, deliverance, mental health issues exploded through the church. And I'm like, we're gonna go back to having the sheep dip. <laughs> this is what I learned. Just by regularly coming into the presence of God, gets rid of your lice, 
you fleas, you daggy things. It just does. We have to constantly be in his presence. I've been healed by accident in his presence. Not even seeking the Lord for healing. Things break up. Devils are terrified of the anointing. Terrified. And this is where in the coming weeks we need to, we're gonna be talking about it faith to faith, glory to glory in the, in the spirit of ascension. But just that anointing that destroys the yoke. You know, when, 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 I am in a place where, so, so my, this is my MO. My modus operandi is this, is I have times where I'll have a, a, a chunk of time where I've got back to back to back to back appointments and lots of big responsibilities and I'm constantly on the phone. And then sometimes I'll scale that back and I'll wait on God and then I'll worship Him. And then I, and I, and I do that every week, but sometimes I'll spend more time than others. Do you know what, what happens? is that I've had seasons where I'm meant to be seeing someone on a Tuesday, but the Lord visits them in the dream on a Monday and speaks to them about things I was gonna to speak to them about. This is how powerful the anointing is. You need the Holy Spirit running your business. You need the Holy Spirit running your family. You need the Holy Ghost running your finances. Because that, that, anointing, that, that anointing that brings multiplication, deliverance. I just, I, who's, who's feeling like a, a hunger for the, the realm of the Spirit, the anointing? Because I'm telling you, that's where it starts. That's where it starts. Because He makes it fun and He makes it easy. This is what it says, be diligent to enter the rest. The rest is not a diligent thing. It's entering that place of rest. After a while, again, I don't, people go, how do you, what's your prayer life like? I'm actually not sure. Because when I feel the presence of God in my house, I can just learn to look. And that looking is fellowship. That looking is solution. But I've, it took, I, I was diligent to carve that out. I'm not, I can't remember the last time I got on my knees and put my hands together and closed my eyes. Maybe never. I can't remember the last time I did, I did the old shopping list with God. Because you start, you're diligent to enter the rest and rest looks like manifestation of things. That's what that looks like. And then you start to realise is that the stronger that anointing, that, that, that last thing I'll, I'll say before we have communion, just put the pads on if we can, is this. The anointing costs. You don't just sort of like, here's my life and anoint it. The Lord said, there's some things I'm just not real happy with. What you think, what you say, what you do. I want you to set yourself apart, to set yourself apart, and then whatever you prepare, whatever wine skin or cup you set apart, God will fill it. But it actually says He fills it to overflowing. Probably, maybe in the last 100 years, one of the most anointed ministries was Catherine Coleman. She said it cost her everything. She made, some, she made some dumb choices. She, she was a comeback kid. But you know what? She had to go through a private entrance or private gate to get on her plane flights because she would go through those gates and people get slain in the Spirit everywhere. 
I remember talking to Andrew Evans and he went to a series of her meetings in America. I don't know if it was uh, California or Pennsylvania, I can't remember. And she'd just be walking and people either side, like this. The anointing over her life was so strong. And there's a, there was a story that circulated recently that when she died, the whole hospital where she was was filled with the smell of roses. The anointing isn't something that's extra on top of your life. It actually is something we have to prioritise. We have to prioritise that, that smearing of oil to be set apart. And within that smearing is protection. Within that smearing is provision. Within that smearing is power. And this going forward, this is what we need. Because, because that, it is not by might, it is not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Get your communions out. Spirit, we love you. You are God. Every dream we've ever had came from you. Every time we got healed came from you. Every time we felt the presence of the Lord, it was you. Every time we needed deliverance, it was you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. This is your church, filled of dreams belongs to the Holy Spirit. All prosperity that we've ever experienced came through you, Holy Spirit. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Holy Spirit, I just thank you. I just thank you. As we go forward, we're gonna see an explosion of a manifestation of your anointing and the love of God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The enemy officially, according to heaven's news, the enemy is a loser that's already lost. We will look down on him and say, is this the man who weakened the nations? And he will go through everlasting shame and contempt while we live with the King of Kings in glory, from glory. We thank you that all the nations are but a drop in the bucket to you. We say no to the spirit of fear and we say yes to the Holy Spirit who anoints us with the oil of joy more than our companions. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, we love you. Adelaide is your town. South Australia is your state. And we are so grateful for everything you do. 
Bless this communion to our bodies in Jesus' name. we're transformed from glory to glory. That's metamorpho. You can be transformed through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord.